the Tutors of Life podcast where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 201, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. This is a Tudor episode where we try to teach you something new. Round motherfucking two. Yes, again. Again. We had technical difficulties. Yeah. So we're back. Yep, and hopefully it's running smoothly this time. Yep. We'll see. Um, We're matching. We're matching today. We already went over this shit. I love it. We Anyways, have, we have to repeat it. Yeah, we uh, we got some Flagner fail gear because mm-hmm. we oh, just do. I don't fucking. We just do. We love it. And uh, it was finally a cold enough day where we could put on some sweaters, and so it's nice. Mm-hmm. I love sweater weather. I like can't wait for fall. I hate. I love summer. You know, like when summer. So it was spring. I'm like, man, I can't wait for summer. Summer hit, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready for fall. You know what I'm saying? You're a child. Anyways, we're going to talk about infrastructure today. Yes, we are going to talk about infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Mainly, um, a lot of the info we're getting is from the Time Wealthy Investor 2.0 by Mark Delfini. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the uh, speakers that was at Sean's uh, recon event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get to talk with him. After the fact, yeah. for a little bit, got his book, which we already had his book from when he came to talk. Yeah, but now it, we've got the book again. Yeah. Um. So, what would you? Oh, do you want to read what he wrote in your book? No, you're good oh, to go. Okay. Um. What would you define infrastructure as, Sean? Fuck, I don't know. What would I define infrastructure as? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a probably a way better definition in the book um i would just say infrastructure is all of the all the internal things for a company to operate that you don't see from like the outside perspective in mm-hmm. the infrastructures all the little shit all the the mechanisms mm-hmm. that the, the person doesn't see from the outside in mm-hmm. Um, so I like to m- think of it as two different analogies. Uh, one of them is, which the one he uses is this one. Um, the infrastructure is the train tracks. The process is the train. Mm. So the better and further laid out the train tracks are, the faster the train can go. Ah, that's really nice. Mm, um, Mine sounds like shit now. That's okay. Uh, these are, I mean, analogies, not definitions. So. Uh, the other one I really like is thinking about it as, uh, like, the foundation of a house. So you have any weak points oh. in the foundation, that part of the house will sag. It will collapse. I see where you're going with this, and these are better definitions than what I had. Analogies, not definitions. Yeah, okay. Um, and I think I, I did a blog post about this, like, probably when we started doing blocks was about like infrastructure and the building box blocks of the business the foundation shout out to nick hazelwander mm-hmm. yeah dude love it go ahead um building the infrastructure yeah of um, everyone's backs oh i've talked about it on instagram actually um because there was a day that i went really light lifting uh, deadlifts but it was because i wanted to make sure my form was still good mm. and i had a solid foundation before adding weight yeah um, so there's, I mean, lots of different things in your life that like you should make sure that the foundation is good and solid before you start building on top of it. Right. Uh, so like you said, 
the infrastructure is a lot of the the small mechanisms so mm-hmm. something you can think about is like when you go to a chain restaurant how often is the experience different from one location to another not often because that is their infrastructure right they are told like okay when a customer walks in you ask them this question um like let's go with chipotle like mm-hmm. you ask them what type they're going to have. Are they going to have a burrito, a taco, hard shell taco, soft shell taco? I don't know what else their other options are. A bowl. Babe. A bowl. The most important. The bowl. Whatever. And then um, they ask you, what rice do you want? Mm-hmm. Then they go, what beans do you want? Then they go, what meat. what protein do you want? Yep. Not meat because I saw this little cuck in there fucking Friday sucking a little schnoz off going, I would like the sulfritos, which is the soy shit. Mm. And I walk up and I see this stuff and I'm like, Hey, what's this? And the guy's like, "Oh, that's like um that's the vegetarian option." option. And I was like, "What is that?" And he's like, "It's like uh what's that fake shit?" Tofu? Tofu. He's like, "It's like tofu." I was like, "The fuck are people getting this for?" I was like, "I take the steak." Yeah. Cuz I'm a man. Um so your protein option and then they go, "Isn't it the queso guacamole or Yep, would you like pico? to add queso guac? Pico. pico. And then they go into the vegetables. The vegetables, salsa. Mm. And then they bring you up at the cash register. Yep. And every single time they ask, is this all for you? No. All she's ordering still. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, you saw me walk in with her. Yep. Of course it's not all. That's the one thing that bothers me about That's Chipotle it. is that they don't do both of ours at the same time. Yeah. Well, I think there's so many cheap ass some bitches going into Chipotle. Maybe. I saw that a group of three people. Mm-hmm. It looked like, uh, it was like probably like a, a third trailer and then like a boyfriend and girlfriend mm-hmm. dude they all paid individually jesus and then like the girl goes sits right next to the guy and i'm like you know i don't know maybe they're not dating but like everyone pays separate i was like man yeah. cheap asses yeah um but so that's the infrastructure someone at some point mm-hmm. had to put in place that that is the order you ask and that is how you ask and all of that that oh. is the infrastructure and the train is the worker going through the those process. motions yeah. uh so mark talks about it like with um property management uh, the infrastructure property management so one of the main things uh that you need to be a time wealthy investor is having uh good property management software mm-hmm. um and with any business you're gonna have some type of software anyways Most likely. so I mean, we'll kind of talk about property management just because he does, but think about it like in whatever business you are in. Uh, So like our property management software, we need to make sure that the tenants can pay on there. We should make sure that they can put maintenance requests in, that they can Mm -hmm. sign leases if we want on there, Um, that they can upload their uh, renter's insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like a list of things that you need to, like, think about ahead of time. Like, okay, mm-hmm. if I need to get this software, what do I need the software to do for me to be the most effective? Right. Um, and a lot of softwares do, like, one week or one month free trials. Mm-hmm. So I do that with as many as you can. Um, not at the same time. Like, go one month after the other or one week right after the other uh, to figure out which one works best for you. Right. Um we kind of just jumped into rent ready for our property management software because we knew other people that were using it 
and it was very actually user friendly when I started setting it up. So I was pretty okay with it. It does most of the shit we needed to. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think. Oh yeah, because it does post our uh, open openings too, so it's been really nice. There's a couple of things we could add to it, but for mm -hmm. right now, it's just it works. So works. Mm -hmm. Definitely works. Uh, and like honestly, do your research early on in the business because like right now we only have I don't know twenty units, whatever. I don't know how many we have. Uh, and so right now it'd be a lot easier for us to change to a different one if Rent Ready wasn't where it's at than it would be if we had 200 units. Mm -hmm. So that's why you need to make sure you do your research very early on in your business. Obviously, yes, you can switch over at some point, but it'll be a lot harder once you're further down the road. Right. Well, and that's even, that's true for like all aspects of business and like growing slowly for the first few years so that you can like figure out what works best mm -hmm. and learning so that as you scale and and ramp up mm -hmm. you have those like things put in place and you know like you have the train tracks in place mm -hmm. and so you're not trying to like hop on different train tracks when you got a gap right because you ain't gonna make it mm -hmm. uh and I, I do throughout the entire like time of your business do keep checking like other softwares as well i would say mm -hmm. because the one you're using now, like, let's say it's pretty cheap or whatever, but if 10 years from now, they're quadruple their prices and you're just like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous. Like, yes, this is good, but that price is really killing me. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, that, that's, that's going to be a forever thing as your company grows because mm. there's something that'll work at a small scale. There's stuff that works at medium and there's stuff that works at high, like a higher scale. Mm. And you just have to adapt and adjust and add it as you go mm. or like learn about it and add it as you go. Mm. And like that was one thing that I liked about Rent Ready is that you can have as many units on there and it's still the same price. Mm -hmm. um, there's different features we could add like uh, accounting features and something else. Um, that you can pay extra for, but it's only like an extra $10 a month or something. I don't actually know what it is, but there are things we can add if we wanted to. Uh, but I really like the fact that it was like unlimited properties. Right. So it's like, okay, then I know that I, we don't have to change softwares once we get to 100 properties. Right. All right, what else we got? So, we got software. Yep. Sorry, I got a little dash on my lap. Um, a list employees a-list players yeah oh that's actually part of the peb never mind uh accounting mm. uh do your research with your accountants accountants are important very important they can help you find some like tech tax credits you could get or even just tax deductions for you they can tell you if you're profiting mm -hmm. or not profiting yes if you don't, yeah, keep track of any of your books at all. Yeah, they can tell you that. Uh, they also can make or break your business. There's been a couple businesses in Eau Claire that have had uh, a really a, a sad thing happen is they put their trust in their business and their accountant and then three, four, five years down the road found out their accountant wasn't actually paying their taxes like they were supposed to. Oh, yeah. So... That would suck. Yeah. So some of those businesses had to close because right. that's three, four, 
five years of taxes that you didn't pay. Right. Um, one of the business, I think, did a fundraiser and because it was a daycare. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. They did a fundraiser. So all the people that have used the daycare kind of and the community came together and helped them kind of dig their way out of that. Yeah. You don't know who should be responsible. The accountant. 100%. That's why, dude, that is actually important. I think they did get some kind of charges. I'm sure. That's what is important about, like, um, because not all accountants have to carry that. Mm -hmm. But, like, um, CPAs uh, are, like, have to carry insurance on that. Mm -hmm. So if they fuck up, it's on them. Yeah, they're liable. Yeah, where, like, you can just have an accountant who's an accountant saying they're an accountant and they don't, they're not, like, insured whatever and so it's not on them it's on you mm-hmm. uh and it, like the property management software test them out give them a trial period mm. um, oh yeah he talks about he he tried out like accountants he tried out so so part of the what so part of the uh process is all the a-list players that's part of the um like infrastructure and process the PEB model. But it's part of the infrastructure, right? Or no? It can be. But I mean you need to put the infrastructure in before you put people in to do that. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Mm. But I mean so I guess your accountant would be both. Cuz you do have to kind of learn how to like manage your accountant um but also make sure that they are like doing what you need them to do mm-hmm. like are doing that part of the infrastructure for you mm-hmm. um and like even your accounting software like when you find a cpa that you like ask them what kind of accounting software you should be using mm-hmm. um most use quickbooks mm-hmm. i think there's other accounting softwares that you can use but make sure it's something that they are used to and good with and like know the ins and outs mm-hmm. um so like my mom is our accountant and she uh, told us, like, there's a bunch of stuff on QuickBooks that we have not been using that we should be. Dude, I know, right? So she's going to take over our books for a little bit to kind of set everything up and then give it back to us, which will be nice. Uh, but, yeah. So play around with accountants, CPAs. I think that he said one of the CPAs he tried out didn't uh, get back to him fast enough. And he's like, a lot of times, like, I need to know stuff like within twelve hours, and oh, this it wasn't, person was, no, no, no. It was like a week. Was it? He'd give him like a week at a time, and he wouldn't hear from him for like two, three weeks. Yeah, like, I can't operate on two, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Um, automating communications. This is something I think uh, it's very similar to the Chipotle thing. Like, make sure that you have like set scripts for everything. Uh, so like property management, he does these um the phone lines. Mm-hmm. He has like a phone system, so if someone's like inquiring about a property, they give they call the phone number, and the phone number is one of those automating systems. Like, please press one for uh, right. upcoming rentals, right. and then once they press one, it'll go through the list of open units, and then once they push that one, it'll go into st- like the description for it. Um, which you should already have the description for that property anyways for your online listings. But, I mean, it's anything, any business could use one of those at some point. I I don't think our tenants don't call us enough that I don't think we need one. 
Um, plus, we don't put our phone number on our rental listings anyways. So, And he did say, like, some places, some cities he's worked in, people call more than other cities. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people in Eau Claire call. I think they just go on, they like to go online and click the, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. And then we just, um, me and Brooke just have a simple message that we just copy and paste into everyone that inquires. And we send an application online. Mm-hmm. So that it's also automating. It's a set thing that we just have to copy and paste, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, retiring your cell phone. This, I kind of think of it in the fact of like, you should have a business phone. Yep. <laughs> because your tenants, clients, anyone shouldn't have your personal phone number. Just because of the fact that they can call you at any point in time. And they will. Uh, one thing you can do, I don't remember what it is, and I know he talks about in the book, but you can Google it. Uh, you can always like forward a call to your phone so they don't know your phone number. Because mm-hmm. they would call your business phone, it would then forward it to your phone. Right. Um, you can always do that if you just don't have it in your possession or something. Uh, but for the most part, you don't really... I don't, you don't really need to have your personal cell phone number out there. Got anything else about that? No. Good no. to go. No. Uh, and that also, like, going, it kind of plays in with the automated communication. Because if it just has, like, if you have the menu like that, then it would make it, they, they wouldn't have to call you for the same question by 20 different people. Mm-hmm. Using others to leverage your time. Mm-hmm. This one I think is very interesting. He talks more about VAs, using VAs to do a lot of stuff for you. Um, so, like, we could get a VA to copy and paste that message in those emails all the time instead of, like, Brooke or I doing it. I just don't understand how that's not the process. Right? That's how I feel, too. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't tracking that. All right, here we go. Let's go. Let's go. But I guess show. the infrastructure would be, like, picking out your VA. Maybe? Sure. I don't know. This is where I think I want to go with it, or I'm thinking, if we're talking about the foundation and the train tracks, mm-hmm. we're not even talking about players then. We're no, talking we shouldn't about, be. We're talking, yeah, because even an accountant, why are we even, like, I don't know, we should be talking about strictly the systems and how you want shit done. Mm-hmm. Strictly the written down, this is what we do when this happens, this is how we respond, like, it's the like, it's the standard operating procedures and like the FAQs and yep, stuff like that. Yep, beautiful. The SOP, standard operating procedures. They have those for fucking days in the military. You mm. just pull out this book of SOPs and it's like, okay, so this is how we would do this, mm. and it tells you exactly how to like run a freaking a certain like mission, right? Mm. It's like okay, yep, yeah, up. We're doing all those things. That's how we. That's how we do an attack. And so then, like. Once you have a book of all that shit written down that you figure it out, then you add in the process and the people. Mm-hmm. And so I just look, I look at like the infrastructure then as everything written down on how mm-hmm. to operate. Yeah. I, the next three, I think I brought, I, those couple, I didn't really get why it was part of infrastructure. Okay. He has websites and email. This, yep. I think, is a huge part of infrastructure, especially with a lot of, it answers a lot of those questions that you don't need phone calls for. So, like, if you had a website, like, we only have 20 units. We don't need a website to post all of our open units. 
But if we had 200 units, and let's say we had some tenants that really liked working with us, then they could go to our website, go to oh, what which uh, units are going to be open opening soon. And then in there, we would lay out like everything about it, the pictures, so then they wouldn't have to call us about the same questions. Right. Um, and email. You can set up like email or automated responses for email too. Uh-huh. Uh, and like other businesses, you can even put like your price breakdowns if it's the same thing. Like, oh, installing a, what are we getting? A car or a chlorine filter mm. is $495. Like Gibson's has that on their website. Right. So like we knew ahead of time that that's what we wanted and that's what the price is going to be. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to call them to be like, oh, how much is this? Right. Or like buying dirt yesterday. Their website had all their prices. Right. Yep. Um, office space. I think that's actually like a good part of infrastructure. One, I mean, you could start off small, obviously, but have it set up in a way that like it'd be easy to expand or like to pick it up and put it somewhere else. Because... We originally had our office space here, which was just not good, did not function well. And it was, I like the way our office is set up now for like, we're getting it worked out little by little, trying to figure out where things are. You just look really bored and I know you're stretching your neck. Yep. Anyways. Um, <laughs> sorry guys, it just really distracted me. Uh, but we know like in the future we want to have different we each want to have our own offices, but we'll have to have like a records room with all of our filing cabinets. And we know how the filing cabinets are all going to be organized because the way they're set up now, you can expand it very easily. Right. And managing risk. That's kind of like the FAQ section um, of an SOP. So I like my current job. There are tons of little things that I have to know that I only use like once, maybe twice a year. So it's nice to have those written down because if I'm ever on vacation or if I ever leave my job, like that is in writing for someone to look at and be like, okay, this happened. How do I solve it? Okay. She has it laid out right here, step by step. Yeah. Do you need more with any of those? No. Uh, Very easily, you can look up on Google how to write an SOP. Or you can do it your own way. I like to just do step-by-step uh, processes for everything or written out. And I write them out like a fourth grader is reading it. Like I put it in very easy terms to follow. Sometimes I'll even put pictures if it's yeah. something that needs that. Um, I make it very, very easy for someone to just go down the line and follow it. Mm-hmm. But you should have one of those for every single little thing. I'm sure Chipotle has one for how would they wash lettuce? How do you cut lettuce? Like, because they have to make sure that everything is the exact same at every single restaurant. Mm -hmm. So you need every little detail laid out. Mm -hmm. What do you get? No, I I agree. Um, That's like what we did with Stable Living. So in 2017, when we started that company, I went and met with Sam's mom, Kim, about how to pay taxes. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wrote down every step on how to pay taxes because once a month when we had to pay taxes, mm-hmm. I did not remember how to do that shit. Right. So I pull up my damn sheet of paper. I go, oh, I click this. I click this. Oh, I type in my name, my password. Oh, and then I click this. 
then I have to click this and then I break down to this, 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 and I submit and boom. And so I looked at that sheet all the time. Mm -hmm. Like for the first year, I had to look at that like every month for the first year. And then it was like second nature. But then when I went to train someone in to do that for us, I was just like, hey, check this thing out. It just tells you what the hell to do. Mm -hmm. And that's how I did it. So like, let's just do that. Yeah. And so, and that, and then we eventually made like a huge systems list with like everything we could think of. Mm -hmm. Like you need to find it. You just control F, type in what you're looking for. Oh, there it is. You click that and it was linked to the file with the whole thing of how to do that. Yeah. And we did that for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you also have to be, go through your SOPs and processes. I would say at least once, maybe twice a year. Because uh, softwares change, softwares update. And, like, if someone on your staff, like, knows that a software changed, like, you better tell them, like, okay, we got to update the SOP immediately. And they should ha make sure it's, like, dated so you know when it was updated and always keep the old copies, too. Yep. Yeah, we, we, had, we had to do that shit with claims all the time. Because mm -hmm. they change those portals all the time. Mm -hmm. And QuickBooks changes all the time. Yep. Um, yeah, that's tough, dude. If you made a system for QuickBooks, holy shit, dude. They change their layout. I would say every couple months, their layouts completely changed. Which I don't, like, they're the most popular accounting software, I believe, and I don't know how they get away with that. I, it's so, because everyone's so indebted to them. Like, everyone's got their shit there. Mm. So switching it over to a completely new system would be a shit show. Um, anybody who's in, like, software production or whatever makes the programs like that here's the biggest pet peeve of any business owner or employee don't change the fucking layout to make it look nicer yeah yeah it's stupid dude ship station did it and they but you can stay on the old one which is really nice but i'm sure someday they will retire the old one but every time like there's some like one feature that I have to switch to the new one for, but I only ever have to do it, like, twice a year. And so I switch back, and then when I switch back to the old one, it says, like, oh, let's hear your feedback. And I'd be like, this layout sucks. Mm -hmm. Go back to the old one. Yeah. Amazon did it with their um, Fulfilled by Amazon portal, mm -hmm. and that one sucks. D does not yeah. matter. No, yeah, guys, just keep it the same. It's so, like, if you've been doing it the same way for all this time, don't change it. There's, like, yeah, QuickBooks had a thing that just said sales. Mm -hmm. So if you had anything related to sales, entering customers, invoicing estimates, anything like that, all you did was click a tab that said sales. They do not have that anymore. Are you serious? Yeah, they have like customers and vendors. And it's like, okay, great. Those are two different things. Yeah. And then you go in there and it's not like, here's your invoices. Here's your shit. It's just like, here's a list of customers and vendors. Great. I don't give a shit. Where's my invoices? Right. Where's Oof. my estimate? Yeah, no, anyways. Oof. So, yeah, update your yeah. SOPs. Um, go, like, every time you get a new question that you don't have, make sure that gets written out immediately. Yeah. It is a very, it takes a lot of time to put in good infrastructure. And it will constant. you will constantly be adding it. You will constantly be changing it. Um, but it's good to have so you know. the. So, you're doing things the same way every time. And the earlier you start, the better. Yeah. Because once you get too big, it's going to take you a long ass time. Yep. Gold Star doesn't have one at all. 
So yeah. uh, dangerous. And that company's been going for twenty, you know, fifteen years. Yeah. So now, like, I have probably about half of mine done. Carrie has most of hers done. Um, and like these other departments, I don't know if they've even started theirs. But yeah, now we're trying to play catch up and like getting all these SOPs done. And it's just like, okay, but I also have my like actual job of managing right. that I need to do. But you, I have to do this SOP on top of it. Right. And it's just been a shit show. Yeah, where if it would have been taught right along the way, like, hey, once you do this, you immediately start writing an SOP with it. Mm-hmm. While you're learning it, tweak it as you go. Yep. And, uh, cool. All right, guys. That's infrastructure. Very simple. Infrastructure is like the, the foundation, mm-hmm. the train tracks, the shit written down, the the whole system on how something operates. The manual. The manual. That no one likes to read. The standard operating procedures. And we will talk about the process next time. Sure. So we'll talk about the whole PEB process expectation behavior. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I got shit to do with my day. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you learned something uh, and build an infrastructure. Hell yeah. See ya. Peace.